911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about sex. And sex is one of those topics that I found from working with so many clients, everybody seems to want to talk about. And yet, even in as advanced of a society as we're in, it seems to be so taboo to talk about it. In particular, to talk about it with the person that we are most intimate with, And sometimes it seems like it's easier to be intimate with a partner than it is to actually talk about that intimacy. So I thought we can dive into that a little bit here today. And there's a question that I got the other day from somebody who asked me, how often do the happiest couples have sex? And the simple answer to this is that there is no simple answer. I'm going to share a little bit of how this conversation went. This individual that reached out to me is married to a police officer and She is one of those, you know, those people that text you and it won't just be like one text that says everything they want to say. It'll be like a text and then another text. And then before you know it, you look at your phone and you have like 27 pending messages from the same person. (laughs) I love her, but she is one of those those people. And so in these 27 text messages, she goes on to tell me that she and her husband have been struggling with things sexually and she is she's worried that she's becoming celibate. And she says that. The main, the main problem, the main concern that she has is any time that they do have sex, which she says it could go from days to weeks to months. And when it finally does happen, she feels like it's happening out of obligation. So she's not feeling that desire. She doesn't feel craved by him anymore. And as we're sort of navigating through this conversation, I'm asking really selfish and curious questions, as I always do with anybody in a coaching capacity. And I'm asking her if it's always been that way. And she admits that it wasn't. It actually wasn't this way even before the holidays. Something seems to have changed. And as we're navigating the conversation, I I ask her if this is something that she's discussed with him. And she says every time that she's tried, it's turned into an argument. And I think that a lot of people struggle with this. And it could be either way. We think that as a whole, it's always the men that want more sex. But newsflash, if you're a man listening to this, women actually want more sex too. And I think that there is this, this lack of, there's this lack of will when it comes to creating a safe space to be able to have two individuals hold a container for each other that creates this element of conversation that can flow so seamlessly. And the key to that kind of conversation is zero judgment. So from those text messages that she was sending to me, the the judgment is there. And certainly I didn't tell her how judgmental she was being. It's not my place to be, but I can share this here with you as you're listening to to this conversation. And the judgment is I'm I'm judging him because I feel like he isn't making me feel a particular way. And when that when I sense that kind of judgment, I always wonder what somebody actually wants. And so I asked her that. What would your husband need to do in order for you to feel like he sexually desired you? And she waited. She messaged me back about two hours later and she says, Ashley, I've been sitting on that question. I've been sitting here thinking about it for the last two answer or two, for the last two hours and I don't have an answer. 
She says, I I don't know what would make me feel sexually desired by him. And the reason for that type of response was because she was so full of emotion, right? When we're emotionally charged, it's very difficult for us to be able to sift through our, our thoughts and actually get some clarity around answering a question like that. So I applauded her and I told her that was actually an incredible response. And I was super proud of her for taking that time because I know that she's genuinely the type of person that sat on that question and was thinking on it. And most people don't allow themselves a good think like that. I, I talk about that a lot, but it's important. Think about the last time Think about the last time that you have sat with your thoughts and truly just allowed your mind to wander and to dig deeper and deeper into one single question. I think that if we allowed ourselves to do that, um, those that study the Bible, those that are believers, I think are probably um, some of the the most well-versed when it comes to being able to actually use this kind of practice. However, that doesn't discredit the rest of us, and it doesn't mean that we can't do it. There are a lot of incredible philosophers who use that technique, that simple technique of just allowing them themselves to sit there with, with a thought and to come to an answer long before just the first one that pops into their head. And I think that when we understand that when we're charged with emotions, it becomes difficult for us to navigate something as sensitive as the topic of sex and intimacy, then it's a great thing because it it means that we're being vulnerable and we're being honest with ourselves. And so what I encouraged her to do was to give herself some time and to not have a timeline, but to continue to ask herself that simple question of like, what do I actually want? And I don't know about you, but there have been many times in recent time where I've asked myself that question. Even if you wake, you wake up every morning and you decided to start journaling and that was the only question that you answered every single day, I think it could be incredibly revealing about a lot of the truths that might come out, things that you might not even really realize on the surface and things that might be pulled from the deepest places of yourself if only you keep thinking on that same question over and over again. And you might find that things change. And so as the conversation between she and I continued, she tells me that she wants the husband back that she married, the man that she married many, many years ago. And I shared with her that from a lot of the research that I've done, the the different studies that I've conducted the different conversations I've had with my own clients and seminars I've attended. I have found that all of the experts seem to have it wrong. And anybody that tells you that you're the same person that you were when you first got married, they're they're lying to you. And I have no problem saying that openly because I believe that that's complete bullshit. As you sit here and you think about it, you know, you might be a parent now and becoming a parent certainly changed so many different elements about who you are, how you operate, your morals, the way that you think, the type of information that you consume. And the further and further that we go along the path, you know, that we we do diversify. There are many things about us that will change over time. And that could include the element of sexual desire. Maybe for you, that means that you have a, a newfound level of sexual desire that perhaps you didn't have years ago or didn't have when you were first married. It's okay for you to be that different person and to admit that you are that different person now. But when we understand that we are not the same person that we were when we got married or when we entered into a committed relationship, then that opens up this brand new door of conversation, this brand new element of vulnerability, one that is probably not discussed in in commonality between you and your partner. And it's one that certainly can and should be. And 
when you allow yourself to understand that you are not that same person anymore that you were when you first got married, I would encourage you, as I did with with this particular individual, to sit and think about all of the things that make you different from from when you you were first married within yourself. And then to sit and think on the the things that are different with your spouse, the things that you, you know, you wish that your partner was the same partner as they were when you first got married to them. Well, what are those things? And then to do a comparison about who you are now versus the things that you once fell in love with because of who your partner once was. And also navigating through the things that have changed, the things that you do like, and not just the negative things that, you know, you can... It's so easy for us to come up with a, a grandiose list of all the shit that we don't like about our spouse. But what are some of the the awesome things that you like that have changed in your spouse? And then to ask your partner to do exactly the same thing and to sit down and to actually have a conversation around this. And when you understand those changes, then you understand that there are dynamics that actually need to take place that are going to be different because the two of you are not the same units as you once were. You have changed and evolved and grown. You've changed your mind in many ways. And that's okay. That's okay for you to have attributes about yourself that are quite different than they once were when you first got married. And um, I hope that gives you something to really sit on. And I, I really encourage you to sit on those thoughts and to give yourself some time to really think on them. If this is something that you yourself are struggling with, I know it is probably one of the number one topics that I get questions on all of the time when it comes to people not being fulfilled sexually. And I completely get that. It is something that could mean everything, especially if physical intimacy and physical touch is your primary love language. So I hope you've gotten some value out of this episode. If you have any further questions or you want to dive into this a little bit deeper, reach out to me on Facebook at Ashley Walton, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.